So hi, welcome to the Good Notes Podcast here with Weatherworn. We're going to ask them some questions today. I'm going to start. So what inspired you guys to start the band, and what does the band name mean? Um, you know, I started the project as a uh, solo project in 2018. Um, I had just came out of the band, but wanted to keep the momentum going. So, um, you know, I picked up acoustic, kept writing, got into the studio. Um, always intended for it to be a full band. So, um, you know, recorded the first album and then recruited people as much as possible just so we could continue on as a full band. Um, as far as the band name goes, uh, had about 15 different variations. Uh, Weatherworn is the only one that didn't pop up in a Google search as a band name. So. <laughs> wow. Okay. Perfect. What were those... Throw that one out. So. <laughs> what were some of the other band names you had done? Oh, man. Um, Dial Tone at one point. Uh, I'm glad you did. Yeah, I'm glad uh, My patron saint, I think, that ended up becoming something for a song title later on. Uh, prior engagements. Prior engagements. Yeah. That's a cool one. A lot of these songs actually were from a solo project called Prior Engagements that I ended up reusing when it was time to go solo again. So Prior Engagements was a band name as well. Um, yeah. Solid. All right. Sick. Uh, so you have a couple singles. You have one, uh, You Had Me At Hello, and Head In Hands, which is coming out soon. How do you feel about the response to the first one so far? And how do you feel about the response to Head In Hands since at the time of recording, it isn't out yet? Um, personally, I think the response for You Had Me At A Low was really well, considering I just joined the band here like about three months ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. um, so uh, the response is, is pretty well. A lot of people that we know personally really, really dig it. Um, and I think Head and Hands is going to do a lot better considering that there's going to be a music video tied along with it. So I think Ooh. it pushed that release a little bit more. Definitely. All right. How do you guys feel? Uh, you know, the first time that we could really mess around with uh, dual vocals, the fullest capacity. Um, Dylan and I have been singing together for probably about three years on and off at this point. Um, so it's cool to actually be able to do that as opposed to previously singing over myself, which... It's kind of flat, so. That's cool. Uh, so can you tell me a little bit about your writing process for these couple of singles? Um, you know, I tend to write a lot of the parts. Um, luckily, have a band that's willing to let me show an idea, um, and then we just kind of roll off of that, get everyone's feedback, and then go. So There's a lot of guitar on, like, Guitar Pro and MIDI files, which drives me <laughs> absolutely nuts. <laughs> All I hear is beep, boop, bop, beep, 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 bop, 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 beep, boop, bop. And then once it gets to guitar, it's like, okay, now I hear where this is coming mm -hmm. from. Now I hear it. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I would add to that, and I think Joey's always modest when he talks about the songwriting process because I've never been in a musical project where I get handed all of the sheet music to all the parts and it's all written like – like it's not like written on <laughs> napkins or anything like that. Like to, to to add what Dylan said of being on Guitar Pro, like we've got we 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 would actually sit there and listen to the MIDI files we'd export from that and be entertained by it because it was just yeah. a full song. And I was like, dude, why isn't this in like an eight bit like indie game soundtrack? Like, it sounds <laughs> dope in and of itself, man. So. All right, I like That's that. Cool. That's yeah. Really cool. So where's your headspace usually while creating just music? Uh, you know, I have no idea. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> I actually start, uh, 
working in psychiatric and stuff, um, used to have a lot of time with clients just kind of hanging out and um, having, you know, a lot of time to pass thoughts, either writing down lyrics or writing down a quick chord progression. Um, I think with all of that silence, sometimes it kind of builds up and then, you know, I have like bits and pieces and areas. And then if I've written something, um, I tend to rewrite my songs a lot, I guess, and not really realize that they all connect. And then after a while, I'll sit down and pull everything together. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. <laughs> Actually, we're going to use one of the songs that I wrote for a previous project that never got released on one of these albums, on this, on one of these albums, on this album that we're working on. And like, whenever I write things, like I try to look at it from perspective of like, okay, this is a really crappy situation, but I want to put a positive spin on this to give people hope. So like, like this song that's specifically on there is like, it's about my parents and having them put up with all the music throughout my life and, and just having my back through all of that and like how I couldn't have ever done it without them. And like, because of recent, recent events, the song like really means a hell of a lot to me. So it's like really cool to be able to work with it with this band because I feel like it's going to bring out so much more potential on that track too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so what band or artist influences do you think you can hear the most in your music? Um, so that, that's actually a tricky question. I, I'm going to give my two cents really quickly. And I know, I know Joey does have some response here. Um, when I joined and I listened to Joey's stuff, he'd already written still frames. He already had an album out and I couldn't really for the life of me when I was like trying to write social posts and stuff like that. Like I couldn't really pin down like one band, but what I will say though is in the bio was Weezer and Dylan really reminded me of how I wish Rivers Cuomo was still singing. <laughs> and so I think that actually ended up kind of like law of attraction with Dylan joining the band eventually. Like it, it kind of made sense after a while. Okay. That's funny though. I didn't hear Weezer at all when I listened through it. So. Yeah. So uh, I think Joey like, it's a lot of influences from my chemical romance and Jackson mannequin. I'm still very much stuck in the early two thousands. Um, <laughs> As you should. As you should be. Yeah. Or write or what I listen that's kind of like recent. Uh, it still kind of falls back to what I grew up listening to. Um, I listened to a lot of Green Day growing up. Uh, from there, though, uh, my chemical romance, Taking Back Sunday, uh, Jack's mannequin, Senses Fail. Um, I don't know, but then I've also listened to a lot of like kind of random pop stuff from the 2000s that I thought was catchy. Um, I don't know, it's just some random interpretation, but kind of how I've always been writing <laughs> and adapting. So I don't know. Um, it's a good one. <laughs> right. Do you, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this one should go like super, super fast. I want you to describe your upcoming single in three words off the top of your head energetic. as fast as you can oh uh energetic fun and easy listening easy, easy listen okay we'll make that one word it's okay yeah well <laughs> <laughs> exactly we'll just we'll just put it together it's fine it's fine just it all together <laughs> <laughs> oh for each of us yeah, yeah. each of you yeah you can't just piggyback no. <laughs> oh, yeah, we go. Go. Oh, no. cheating around here mm -hmm. 
piano based. Can I use that as two? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Actually, you can say bass. Like, it's just it bass. Just bass. Um, upbeat. Upbeat? I'm positive. Positive. That's a new one. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. For writing. So. I think it's I think it's got energy. I'd mm-hmm. say it's it's hopeful, and I'd say you know in a lot of ways it's relevant, you know, to these times. And maybe that wasn't even planned, but I think our music <laughs> is it's it it slowly it it actually is relevant for all the stuff that we're kind of all facing right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I like that. It was good. Yeah. I love um, how we do something that should be quick and we draw it out as long as it yeah. It's okay. It's okay. As that long happens. as you got the words, you yeah. know. Happens every single time because Glory puts unnecessary pressure on everyone and they're like, oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, so it's good. It's good. So is there a certain feeling you want your listeners to have while listening through your music? I really want people when they listen to this to, to be in a space where the music speaks to them so what it doesn't matter if they're happy sad or whatever but if they can get some sort of energy from the song like that's the number one if they can relate to it i think uh one thing for me writing recently um trying to have music that has answers to it you know whether it has kind of like um a lot of emotion tied to it or kind of negative aspect having that resolution i feel like i'm at that point in my life where no matter how bad a situation is, there's a little bit of good that can come from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know from writing either lyrically or music, there's hopefully always that end that's kind of like, um, like I was saying, providing an answer or some type of positivity given the current circumstance. Yeah. Um, so hopefully people can take something away from it that's useful, so to speak. And all right, I like that one. Okay. Uh, so we noticed a little bit of a theme going on in a promo picture and in the music video for your upcoming song. You have animal heads. What's up with that? Is that leading up to, is that an album thing? Is that a record thing? What's, can you tell us about that? So it was, it was kind of funny how that played out. Um, so obviously there's a, there's a pandemic and we did this shoot inside uh, a building and, you know, our, our drummer is, is a very careful cat, as everyone should be with, with the whole COVID-19 thing. And so we were like, okay, we, there's a couple ways we can go about it. We can either be wearing our, our you know, personal protection masks on in the music video to kind of have like a statement like, hey, wear your masks, be safe out there. But, you know, at a certain point when you're consuming something that's entertaining, sometimes you kind of want to escape from that. So to get around it, we were wearing our masks to protect ourselves underneath the, the animal masks. Oh my god! And then, yeah, it was it was hot, and you'll never yeah. <laughs> you'll never catch us in one of those animal heads again. Um, but it, it kind of like snowballed from there. Like we kind of fed off of that into other ideas to build off of it metaphorically. And it, but that's how it started. It was literally just a solution to a problem, and we kind of rolled with it from there. And I I think also like the way it tied into the actual song itself so like they're like you the way you put it to me is there's like this kind of like duality between like innocence and like innocence and yeah like you know those evils those stressors whatever you could tell is better but like the masks represent like that whatever's trying to take away that innocence and then in the other scene we actually perform that 
inside of a children's like um, after school center type deal. So like mm-hmm. little kids go there. There's like tons of things for them to play around arts with science, the yeah. arts and science center. So like it ties in with the innocence of like childlike innocence and like the masks repert which was performed in a bar, like the total opposite of that spectrum. Yeah. And they were, all, they were all like predatorial animals, right? So like that, that adulthood is sort of adulthood sort of stalks you throughout life. Mm-hmm. You kind of can't like avoid it. Yeah. So you have to you have to kind of learn to deal with it. So yeah. mm-hmm. you wrote the song. You know, a lot of growing up has always been, you know, like, go to school, get a job, um, you know, find a way to make an income so you can go on to this next step. Um, I think as a musician or just, you know, I used to skateboard growing up, I always had that kind of other path. Um, And it's like, if you try too much to kind of fit into that mold, sometimes you end up doing it, but then getting very, you know, like, I don't know, it can be depressing. It can be like, deteriorating so um yeah kind of realizing that and then deciding you're not going to do that anymore you know yeah uh wolf mask was a little bit of that more corporate spin on things versus you know like hanging out in street clothes yeah in the music video you know just like back and forth so there's a huge Um, contrast there for us yeah it's it's not really related to anything on the album like it's not an album idea that's going (laughs) to be further it's not really like all the other songs have their own kind of identity mm-hmm. okay that's fair because you you said it was it was a bit hot under the mask then oh yeah it was <laughs> scorching okay. hot so I, we won't be seeing that on tour you might see something so like i'm one of those people that like i might bring the mask out for some sort of a stunt every once in a while mm-hmm. we might come back with the masks and just you know, melt them into pieces. You don't know. Oh, like, burn them <laughs> in right. your next music video. That's that's been discussed, actually. Yeah. It has it actually? That yes. Was oh my god. Yeah. I mean, the faster you kill it off, the less likely the fans are going to ask you to bring it back. So exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys keep on talking about this album. Uh, what can you tell us about it? Tell me everything. Everything. <laughs> So we're um, going to be recording with Will Beasley in Richmond, Virginia. He Ooh. just recorded with The Dangerous Summer for their track that I don't know if I can say the title of it because it's got the F word in it. Oh, Not yeah, you can, you can say it. Okay, so they, they did a track called Fuck Em All and they recorded it in the studio that we're going to. Um, and we're going to record, I think, we're trying to get six songs done in like four days so we're gonna try to get as much done as we can and and that's and, everyone's reaction yeah wait six songs in four days yeah. yeah so we're gonna spend the first day doing all drums for six songs the next day is gonna be all bass then the day after that's gonna be guitars and then hopefully we can spend two days on vocals if not we're gonna we're gonna come back like if we can't finish something we'll come back but we're going to try to finish everything we can. And we're going to try to put it out, excuse me, uh, a little later on. Like, so we want to make sure everything's done. We don't want to rush ourselves to get things like we're rushing ourselves to get it done, but we're not trying to rush the release. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to try to draw it out as long as we can, but it's, it, it's a very diverse record from the songs that are going to be on it. It's, it's not, it's not a record that you listen to and, every song's the same like yeah. each 
song definitely has its own identity, has its own concept, and and has its own meaning behind it. So it should make for a pretty good record, in my opinion. Okay. Okay. I'm right. really excited for that. Yeah, you guys... uh, oh, oh, sorry. Oh, no. Go ahead. A total of uh, 10 songs. I mean, these two singles are done. Uh, we've got another six, and then say along the lines of a small instrumental and maybe some acoustic stuff for those last two, but uh, we'll be at full length again. So um, yeah, happy one. to say it's going to be the sophomore full length. I never thought it would get to this point. So it's cool. Solid. <laughs> yeah, congrats. Uh, so before we wrap up with the music related questions, I actually just wanted to throw out there that your vocals reminded me of uh Pensy prep era, Frank Iero. I don't know if you've ever listened to Pensy prep, but that's the vibe I got. So uh, so the first record was recorded by John DeClario of Not A Recording Studio. Um, he did I Brought You Bullets by uh, Mike Hemm. I didn't know Pensy kept the prep until I finished the uh, full length because John was telling me all these stories, and I know exactly who you're talking about now. So that's right. I recorded a bunch of songs with Ace Enders in Jersey uh before i moved down here like i'm originally from new york and i moved down here several years later but i never released any of the tracks and like i was told that my vocals sound a lot like saves today and now mm. i'm hearing total opposite since i moved down <laughs> here like, like so it's interesting to hear that all right very cool Sick. Uh, so where do you guys see the band in the next five years i see us touring and putting out another record um, you know i've been playing in band since i was 16 i'm 28 now um needless to say i don't think i really know anything else other than playing in bands so i'm hoping this will be the one that just kind of keep running with it and then yeah. figure out what happens in five years uh, i'll probably still be doing the same thing five years honestly <laughs> so <laughs> good yeah honestly like i you know, I told uh, I told Joey when I when I joined, like, dude, I'm I'm done when you're done. Like, you know, like I'm I, I you know I feel like bands are kind of like you played a bunch of bands throughout the years, kind of like a dating game. We're freaking married. Right? <laughs> We're gonna have to sign divorce papers. All right, like that's it. Like, uh, it's it's. I mean, we we clicked really well, and like we we want to just work hard and just see like where we can take it. You know. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, so for the last couple of questions, we're actually going to shift away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Don't forget the drink. Oof. All right. So um, I would, if I was on death row, my meal would probably either be chili or something super fancy and super expensive like steak and lobster. And I would definitely have peanut butter whiskey. I don't want to say the name of the brand because I don't know yeah. if that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter, but it, yeah. it just, yeah. It would be the screwball, the screwball peanut butter whiskey. Okay. That's so my favorite drink. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go with filet mignon. Ooh. or crab cakes and drink of choice probably just like a dark beer <laughs> all right 
Uh, I, I can't remember the show that this was from, but I would say the world's rarest mushroom truffle, so that they have to spend Ooh. so many years trying to find it, and it just buys <laughs> me more time. Oh, like, my God. Yes. That is one of the better answers we've gotten. Definitely. <laughs> Do you have a drink to go with that rare truffle? Eventually, when they find it, you know? Um, honestly, um, like... <laughs> I don't know. Probably, uh, probably water, just so the electric Thank chair you. zaps me quicker. I'm oh my god! It goes straight. Jeez. I mean, want to be nice and hydrated, so I just go out like a light. Of course. Dried up and fried, so that wasn't dark. I want to be nice and tender when they when they fry. It's me. also mm -hmm. a big fuck you to them because you made them look for this rare truffle, and then you're like, <laughs> I want water as my. I just drink. want water. Yeah. Tap water. Water with salt in it, please. Oh, that's so wrong. Oh my god, all right. So, if you could live in one fiction world for a week, where would you live? All out. <laughs> Wait, which one? Oh man, um, there are so many. My favorite, as far as storyline go, line goes, would be New Vegas. Like, I like the I love New Vegas. But I think storyline Fallout Three. Okay. Yeah. New uh, Vegas is my brother's favorite, so okay. I had to ask. I, I've yeah. literally played every single one. I am a huge Fallout nerd. I love Fallout. I have Fallout everything in this room. <laughs> you can't see it, but it is there. Solid. <laughs> you know, I have no idea. The fictional world. Um I have to come back to that one. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. So, like, whenever this this type of like thinking comes around, I always want to say something like Star Wars or Middle Earth or something like that. But then you realize how like ultimately deadly and dystopian those worlds are. <laughs> yeah. A peasant in Middle Earth. <laughs> so honestly, I would go with Pokemon because that is such a bright. <laughs> like, you think about what a magical world. Like, you know, like Pokemon. There there's no wars. It's just Pokemon battles. It's just you know, you just train your Pokemon. It's full of magical creatures, and it's just just happy. Yeah, I like that one. Okay, I'd have to go with Super Mario World. Like, that's yeah. that's classic. Not anything before, not anything after. Just yeah. So I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person we have spoken to have says the most important question. What is your favorite color? Boom. Green. Purple. You stole my jersey. Oh my god. All right, two purples, one green. Don't get hostile. No need. Purple. Um, and that is definitely the most important question. I knew you were playing. Mm -hmm. Great minds. Watch uh, out. Next practice, you might all of a sudden just get electrocuted. Okay. <laughs> Make sure you're hydrated. Yeah, exactly. Stay hydrated. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. We're, we're not going to fight it. We're team purple. <laughs> uh, team purple, as you so, should be. So as I said, that is all the questions we have today. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, just check us out on our social medias. I mean, um, we're trying to build better presence online. Um, we're trying to get more traction to our YouTube page. So keep an eye on that. There's not much on there yet, but it's going to start getting stuff. We're working on stuff to get the more stuff on YouTube where I'll be more interested. And yeah, just keep an eye out for shows, live streams and stuff. Just hit us up on social media. All right. Solid. 
Well, uh, thank you for sitting out with us, guys. This has been Weatherworn, and uh, we're the Good Noise Podcast.